Hello, and welcome back to She's in Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers and videographers from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, a filmmaker and video strategist from New Jersey who's just trying to turn my passion into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. One of those being Gabby Tarana Aguilar, a brand designer, multimedia producer, and strategist. She owns Tarana Media Design and has worked in the creative and marketing field for over 10 years. Her mission is to help businesses show up confidently and empowered through branding and design. Gabby, you and I met through Mari, the owner of Latinx Marketing. We are both a part of the Jefas Juntas group, which is a group that brings Latinx business owners together to learn about social media and to network with other Jefas across many industries. And in our case, we found that we have a common interest and expertise in multimedia, which is why I wanted to bring you on today. Gabby, mil gracias for taking the time to speak with me and our audience today. Well, thank you for having me. I am honored to be in your podcast. Uh, I love your work. I've gone through almost all the episodes and always find something amazing. I love the fact that you interview other women filmmakers. I know um, being in the field, it's really hard to make connections and even finding other women. It's like a win, I feel. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the goal of, of the podcast is to bring together um, to women because, you know, this is a male-dominated industry. And I'm especially excited today to chat with a fellow Latina creative and entrepreneur because, as we know, those are even fewer and far between and harder to find. So, um, And we're going to discuss a little bit later about how that shaped your experiences. But first, okay, I'm familiar with the world of multimedia, but not so much brand design. And I think there's a common misconception about what brand design is. When I was launching my business, I originally thought it was, okay, uh, fonts and logos and a nice social media grid. But even just in my research and um, on you and your company, I sensed that it's a lot more than that. So what does brand design actually entail? What does it encompass? So before, thank you for that question. Of course. Uh, (laughs) Before I answer that question, I want to clarify what a brand is. Mm -hmm. So a brand is how your business is perceived as a whole. So it's the emotions you evoke, your voice, your values, your beliefs, Mm -hmm. the communication, the touch points that you have with your customers. So all of that is a brand. It's like a holistic view. Now, brand identity design, which is what I help my customers with, is the visual representation of your company's overall brand. So there is a system of assets that you have. Mm-hmm. And in there, so you're, you weren't too far off, but the logo, the logo suite, that's part of your brand identity design, your colors, your font, um, then collateral design, which translates to materials, how you communicate, like print design, like your business cards, mm-hmm. brochures, uh, social media graphics digital graphics like email banners gifts so you see it's like that it gets all together and all of those fall fall under your brand identity um before a brand identity is created we first have to hone into like what your brand is so who you serve what what you value uh your vision your mission, mm-hmm. who are your competitors, what their brand personality is, uh, because one as a as a business uh, as a business owner, you could have your own personality, but if you're serving uh, a different demographic, then you really have to hone in, like what's going to resonate with them, and uh, that's one that's one thing that I like my clients to understand that it's like your brand is not for you is for your customers. Wow. So we really like to take in that journey. So uh, in my studio, I focus on brand strategy first. And brand strategy is basically getting to know all of those things that I mentioned before. Yeah. So uh, before we can design a brand identity, we really need to hone in into who you are or who your brand is. And then we move on uh, to like creating the visuals for it. And this really helps us to like create something authentic, mm-hmm. something that is long lasting, something that is unique to your business. 
and yeah. yeah. And they, then at the end, we just give them like guy guy brand guidelines. Oh, sorry. At the end, we give them brand brand guidelines, and so they they just know how to use their brand to their best uh, potential. Yeah. There's so many facets to it. Cause like, all right. So when I started, I knew that I wanted the name Arbez Films. As you can tell, I have like a thing for zebras over here. So Arbez is zebra spelled backwards. Now I added films because I was like, I want people to understand what I do. So I originally just had this, this zebra as uh, my logo. Right. And yeah. then I, I thought to myself, like, how do I make it? So my, my, because I didn't understand the brand strategy part of it, right? I didn't understand um, my why. I didn't understand who I wanted to serve. And once I was honing in on that, then I realized my logo isn't exactly reflecting the audience I want to serve and, and really speaking to who I am as a person. And so I decided to work with a, um, a graphic designer to take my logo and transition it to something that speaks more to my culture and the audience I want to serve. So it brought so much um, clarity to my brand for me and it made me feel so much better about it. But I realized I couldn't get to that point until I took a step back and said, okay, I have to answer some of these questions. What is my why? Um, I'm going to be honest. I got really carried away in Canva when I first... <laughs> When I first launched my business, I was like, I don't need to hire anybody. I can do it all. And I was in Canva and I got, I got pretty far, um, you know, but I got to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm just making things up as I go. I really need to kind of work with somebody to, in order to hone this in. So do you find that like, can these services, the branding strategy, the brand design, the multimedia support uh, at, that enhances that. Can these be DIY or like at what point should people consider hiring a professional or working with somebody like you? Um, nowadays, it's very popular and try to DIY. And a lot of, of people that start a business, they, you know, they start with what they have. So mm -hmm. DIY sometimes is the only option. Um, I don't knock anyone for DIYing, for trying. And it's that's very interesting that if you get to DIY, because honestly, within the first two years of your business, you're going to grow and your business might end up something being completely different from what you started. Mm -hmm. So DIY might fit, you know, to what you're trying to do at the moment. But like you said, um, once you get to that point where you want to grow, where you want to specialize, where you want to hone in, that's when you want to work with a professional. Um, and even if like I were to, I get inquiries like, hey, I just need a logo or like, hey, I just, I got this gig, I started, you know, I'm excited. I get excited with them because I honestly love uh, people's potential. That's just like my that's just me. Like I get excited with people yeah. when they share like their wins with me. So um, even if they don't have the budget to work with me, I like to send resources. So I'm like, maybe right now you can't because you're just starting out, but let me give you where to start information because a lot of people are just looking for information. So I like to send them resources. I Sometimes I send them to Canva like, hey, if they come in, they come at me like, hey, I have a hundred dollar budget. Like, what can you do? And um, and um, and then I like I ask them questions. Okay, so with this budget, what what do you need? Hmm. You know, I know you say you need a logo, but what actually do you need to get us started? So they're like, oh, I need business cards uh, to pass them around, or I need this, I need that. So then at that point, I'm like, okay, so let me give you this resource. Uh, this is Canva, you know, yeah. um, if you can DIY it, do it and use your resources for printing. If this is how you're going to um, start advertising your business, fine, it's your decision. What I love about what you just said is you're not trying to gatekeep information. You're really trying to be a resource for your clients or potential clients, whether that means they sign up with you and, and pursue and invest in your services or not. And that, I think, really leaves a good taste in their mouth and, you know, presents you as a, a reputable and trusted 
business partner. I think it's very admirable that you say, okay, I can't work with with this budget, but here are some other resources that you can use. Because I haven't really seen that with a lot of business owners. And it's, um, and I guess it's a skill as a business owner to be able to discern whether somebody um, is lowballing you or trying to drain you of your resources and someone who is genuinely like sticking within a certain parameter with their budgets and and really just want your help. But either way, I think it's, it's the best thing you can do for your business reputation by um, by guiding people towards resources. And I'm sure they're more likely, um, you know, if you guide them to Canva, when they are eventually ready to scale and take that next step, I'm sure you're the first person that they think of because, oh, Gabby helped me a few months ago and recommended Canva and that, and I was able to print business cards from that, but now I'm ready for a better logo, some better brand strategy, everything like that. So I think that's really admirable that you do that. Thank you. Yeah, I believe in helping others, um, especially women. Mm. Um, I think that um, I don't, I don't like to think badly of people. But over the years, like you said, I developed that, um, <laughs> that those questions to know, like, okay, where are you at? Mm. And what do you what are you looking for, really? So in the majority of the time, it's just people looking for information or mm-hmm. l- looking for help, and um, it's just it's just part of my personality. I love to help others, and like like you said, like I get it, like I said earlier, I get really excited when people share their business ideas with me, and I think I take it as a I take it as an honor because if they come to me, they find me, and you know they take the time to be like okay, wow, this is great, like, but what can I do, you know? Yeah. Also, Canva is, like, you know, well-known, so eventually they'll find it. But, <laughs> Truly. you know, eventually they will find it, and then they'll, you know, they'll probably get on going. But I remember when I first started, you know, it was so hard because mm-hmm. information was being gatekept for me or not, not even just because you know, I was a woman in business or because I was, you know, I like, I probably didn't look serious enough. I started my first business when I was like 20 years old. So Mm. I was super young and like, it didn't like a lot of people didn't take me seriously. I remember back in the day, there was like social media and business was still like very, like very, very young. So there wasn't a lot you could do. And it was just hard because I remember going door to door, uh, also making cold calls, like, wow. you know, like it feels ancient now. Right. But <laughs> I even think, I think I even made a TikTok about it. I was like, okay, me in early 2010 <laughs> making cold calls, like, hey, do you need help? <laughs> right. Now you could just like send a DM. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I just, I remember like how it is first starting. So if I can um, help somebody like, you know, I will. And like you said, it always comes back to you. Like being generous always comes back to you, you know, you know, in a few years they come back or I even gotten referrals from a person like they, you know, that they just outlanded. They couldn't really work with me. But they got such a great experience that they're like, they gave me a referral of somebody who's actually looking out that were at that point of their business that they were looking. So you never really know who you're talking to. Yeah, that's amazing. And that kindness goes a long way because in a world where you can, you know, there's, it's not like there's one brand designer that you can choose from or like the one single person that you can go to in a directory. There's a million brand designers there's a million multimedia designers a million filmmakers videographers the fact that they're taking the time to specifically talk to you i like that you said like it's an honor they can go anywhere and yet here they are in my dms or here they are filling out an inquiry on my website um so taking that time to just um really evaluate the inquiry and and reply with some compassion and understanding and empathy i think goes goes a really long way um so we spoke about um branding strategy, how that informs branding identity design, which means the visuals. So how does multimedia kind of complement this? Or um, how does the the videos, the photos, the animation play into the visual aspect of it? Sure. (laughs) 
So multimedia, if you look at it this way, it falls under your brand identity assets. Mm -hmm. So your videos, your photos, animations, they're all used to reinforce who's your brand, like who your brand is and what you're about. So it's very important for your brand to be clear in order for multimedia assets like app to be effective, especially Mm -hmm. with video, because video tells a story. So I like at least effective video, you know, tells a story. Right. (laughs) You can't really tell your story if you're not clear on who you are and who you serve. And that's why branding and brand strategy are so important. So essentially, I guess you can have, you can have a brand without multimedia. I mean, it will be hard in 2022, (laughs) but you, you can have it, but you can't really have effective multimedia. Uh, without a clear brand. I love that. I can't wait to take that that sound bite and put it all over Instagram because that was that was really insightful. Um, so I'm I'm curious, how did you develop your skills and expertise in both of these areas, and why did you choose kind of all of that as your your specialty and your package deal? Sure. So it's uh, <laughs> it's been a journey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we need one of those memes that's like how it started versus how it's going. <laughs> oh, with blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> uh, that's a sign of like a, a good journey though. I mean, if it were easy, like everybody would be doing it, you know, effectively. Yeah. So I went to school for graphic design and I've always been super artistic. Um, I think I recently learned, I didn't know this, but my mom... Um, when I was a little girl, my mom put me at a Montessori school and the Montessori school up until I was like six, but you know, they had this system where they take you in as a baby and then they take you in the, so from the time I was like, I think one or two up until I was six years old, I went to this Montessori school and the way they work is that you as a kid like they see what you're good at or like what you're interested on and they hone in on that. At least that the school that I went to, it did that. So I was always doing art projects. Like my first few memories are of me doing like some sort of art project, uh, dancing, singing, like the whole thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So ever since I was like a little girl, I was always like either dancing on stage or like, helping make my my little costume so I have that experience and I think um, that really helped shape a lot of uh, my growth I mean after that like we switched schools of course Mm -hmm. and like I didn't have that anymore but I think uh, being creative was always my strength because it was help like from from where I was was a little girl so um, fast forward to college Uh um I went to school for graphic design. I first got my associates, then my bachelor's, and along the lines, I took photography, video, motion graphics, and web design classes. Mm. Um, While in school for my associates, I started freelancing, and I quickly became very busy because um, my husband and I, like like I said, we started super young, Mm -hmm. so we we really liked uh, the club scene. So we got to meet a lot of people in the club scene. I know, girl. Like, I, I feel it, it feels like another life. Right. <laughs> That's where I got started. Like, honestly, that was my start, making club flyers. Oh, that my was gosh. My... <laughs> I love <laughs> <was> it. My... <laughs> yeah. So I quickly became super busy. And um, I worked a lot in club flyers, event design, um, and other marketing materials. Um. And then throughout the years, uh, I with client work, I, you know, and the graphic designer jobs that I held, I really got to master my skills in graphic design, which developed into brand identity mm-hmm. and then um, strategy. That What I love about that part of your story is you started where you were. You know, like you were, you guys were into the club scene and, you know, you, you kind of turned that into an opportunity. Like, okay, I'm, I'm into graphic design. Like, how can I turn my current lifestyle 
into something that will help my creative pursuits and my business. And I'm sure you learned so much from that experience. And also, if you're already like in that group, right, you're already in the club scene, essentially, it gives you a little bit of a safe space to explore your graphic design and your creativity because it's something that you're familiar with right like it it gives it yeah. provides you a a platform to experiment with some things like maybe and and it just you know you're probably familiar with the um the the club owners or the people and it's just i think a really having that safety net and that kind of first foot in the door in in your creative journey is um a really defining moment in a lot of creative entrepreneurs lives yeah for sure um i think I learned so much. It was a lot of experimentation. I was all over the place and I was thankful that they were like, yeah, you know, party on. So <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that I do want to add though, I don't think it wasn't, um, it wasn't until my job at the university though, that um, as a multimedia designer for resident life that mm-hmm. I really developed and mastered my video motion skills. So it was very cool. Um, it was a brand new position. I got to develop my team uh, or video production setup um, based on our needs as a department to connect with the students, parents, and stakeholders. So it was a lot at the beginning, sure. but I feel like now we really got a hold on things and we just develop every time. I feel like every every project, things get better. And yeah, so that was sort of, you know, my um, my experience with video. And um, when restructuring my freelance business into a studio, I really wanted to bring both, of, both brand design and multimedia together to have a holistic approach for my sure. clients. Yeah, and I, I think that, all right, so are you, cool question about your business, are you kind of a one woman show right now or do you have a team? So I am mostly a one-woman show right now. Um, I do occasionally have some help. Sure. Um, there has been there have been projects that um, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, um, let me work with somebody that has this expertise and then bring it in to what we're working on. So, but I'm mostly a one-woman show for the moment. Yeah, because when you said, you know, you're bringing all of the, these things together, I was like, well, that's a lot for one person. But I assume that because you're you're building, you have, you know, your existing expertise in, in graphic design and brand design, and you've really started to hone your multimedia um, design skills, that process is probably very important to your business. And just, yeah. you know, clear communication and and defining the process and your expectations for your clients, because if they're coming to you for uh, essentially every service that they might need to start their brand, it can be, it might be a little overwhelming for a client. So um, how do you guide your client through that process? Um, do you start with the the strategy questions, then move into logo? At, like, at what point does the multimedia come in? Is that the last stop on the train? Yes, like you said, process is super important to what I do. Um, I also work with a limited time since I'm I'm still at the university. So mm. process is really important and brand strategy is very, very important. So first will come brand strategy, then we work on the brand identity, then we follow up with um, what they need, like whether it's photography, like brand photography. And I only do brand photography for my local clients. Mm-hmm. So um, at least at the moment, that's um, what I could offer. But for multimedia, it's sort of like at the end, once we have on into like who you are as a brand, what you do and like what we need to do. And with my ideal client in mind, which are purpose-driven women, who are coaches and um, educators and consultants Mm. this fits in really well because a lot of my a lot of my clients are already like comfortable doing video or might have already like done a little bit um like presentations uh, on what they're experts on or even you know if they 
they might be good at writing. Like I work with a, I work with a, a with a poet, uh, that she was amazing, and then she like she was promoting her new book. So you know, I like to take what my client already knows as well. Mm-hmm. We get clear on who they are, who they want to serve. And then we move on to like the bells and whistles. And sometimes we have to go in phases. So like, let's say the first phase has to be brand design. So let's finish with brand design and then we'll take what we have of brand design and then we'll move into, okay, like how we turn this into video. Like, are you going to create a course? How is this course gonna better look? You know, it gives us a better, uh, a clear idea on what to do next. Absolutely. And it sounds like the your clientele, you're really playing into their strengths. Like you said, they're they're they might be more inclined to be better on video because girl, I've had some clients where um, they might be, you know, they show up in their their Instagram live every day and they're doing well. But the second the, the lights camera action hit, they completely freeze up or they don't know. So so guiding um, your clients through that is really helpful. And so I found, I'm going to give you an example here. I found with one of the clients I was working with, she had never, you know, she was just launching and she, and she had never really done, I don't know, I guess like the brand strategy exercise before she knew the product that she wanted to sell. So I found it to be um, a little bit of a challenge when I, and this was one of my first clients as well. When I turned, you know, we got to the, the interview site, I turned on the camera and I started asking questions and this woman who was so passionate about this business uh, didn't know answers to the questions of like, uh, who do you serve and why? You know, how did you get started? You know, um, what is your uh, what is your mission? Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Those kinds of questions that you're going to be answering in your discovery session or in your brand strategy session for uh, from a multimedia perspective, that brand strategy exercise is very helpful because and I think we were chatting about this before we we pressed record here, um, because once you turn the camera on and you're trying to capture a video for a brand, being concise and clear is the name of the game. So, um, you know, having people sit on camera and have to think about, you know, well, why did I start this business? Like, who am I actually trying to serve? If they're unsure, it's going to come across in the video. So getting really clear in the in the beginning phases of your relationship with your client is is really helpful and serves video really well, I think, probably. Yes, for sure. Um, like I said, video is part of your brand identity assets. Mm. So once you get clear on who you are, then like video is, I'm not going to say it comes second nature, but mm. it's definitely going to be a lot easier because then you know your why, your how, and for who. <laughs> Absolutely. So thinking about those questions a little bit, where does your, I guess, creative inspiration come from? Because you said you grew up and you um, you went to that school uh, when you were younger. So you were always kind of um, drawn to the arts and the creative side of things. Um, but where would you say you currently kind of draw your creative inspiration? So my curiosity and the desire to solve problems really power my creativity. I'm a very curious person. And like, I, I like to ask why, like, that's, uh, I think that's my favorite question. <laughs> so That drives a lot. Or like, what I do or what I'm curious about or what like I get excited about. I love to try new things. So I'm always trying hobbies or like different art forms or like things that I see that are like, oh, this looks cool, you know? Um, and I'm okay if I'm bad at it at first. So <laughs> I think that that gives me a big uh, heads up because it's low stakes. Yeah. I, you know, I try for myself, like I'm not like, Okay, it worked out. It didn't work out. <laughs> um, but I think ultimately with my art, um, besides brand design, um, whenever I am doing or making things, I like to incorporate like my heritage into what I can create. Um, things from things from my past that I learned, you know, things that my grandma used to say sometimes that will just like, <laughs> just start, you know, going. I think my current hobby is um, hand lettering. So I got into hand lettering pretty quick. So I would like 
start writing down like funny things that my grandma said, like that my mom says, or that my stepdad, like sometimes he has some, some things that he says uh, that I was just like, I just write it down and I send it to them. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, I think I really find inspiration, like in curiosity and what I'm, you know, what I'm looking to learn. Uh, I definitely love um, concepts, colors, typography, like books, but I'm, I'm always learning something new. That's amazing. And there's also like, I'm sure your field lends itself really well to curiosity because, you know, behind every single aspect of your your brand identity or the visuals, you can ask why, right? So like, why that particular color for that particular brand? Or why did you choose that font? Or why should we go with this style video or this tempo video as opposed to something else? So I'm sure that you you really um, get into your projects and are very like fueled creatively by your client's work. Yeah, for sure. We definitely always start with why. <laughs> why are we doing this? And, you know, <laughs> and um, a lot of people sometimes are not always used to it. Mm-hmm. They're like they just want to do it like or like their why is not they're not aware of that. Their why is like deeper than what they think because they think, oh, I'm doing this because I, I need to do it and I just need to pass it around. OK, but why? You know, because, you know, you get to deeper things. So they're like, okay, but why? And they're like, oh, so I can put my business out there. And like, who are you serving? And but why? You know, you like, there are layers of questions of why. And then you get to the root of things. And then you're like, okay, so maybe is this the best way? Is this the best way to, you know, hone into this why? Like, right. can there be done another way that be most effective? You know, and then they're like, oh, right. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, a lot of your job is just like is asking those questions and guiding them to where where you know they're gonna go, but they have to get there themselves, right? <laughs> For sure, <laughs> I love that. It's funny, I um, I didn't actually think about the the why behind um like the whole zebra thing I, I have going on here until someone asked me um, you know, because people who know me just accepted about me. Um, but people who don't know me, they're like, why zebras? And I had to like, think about it for a second. And I realized like, it really, it goes back to my childhood. It goes back to the, my mindset on the world. It has a lot of ties to my identity. Um, so it was so much deeper than I had originally thought or that other people may have just think like, oh, she just likes zebras. Like I, the asking why is such a powerful, it's one of the most powerful questions you can ask in any situation. I, I find it to be especially useful in, um, you know, defining your, your brand and your business and everything yeah, like and, and even for video, like you start a video, you got to start with why, mm-hmm. like to if, communicate effectively, which is what I say, you got to start with your why. Absolutely. So you always start with your purpose. Why are we doing this? Um, how long does this need to be? You know, what points do we need to hit in this video? Um, brevity is very important nowadays because, you know, people's attention spams are like a very short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my own attention spam is just like, you get a few seconds to catch my attention. Oh, I'm scrolling. <laughs> I love that we're we're both of that mindset. Yeah, we're doing like an hour long podcast. <laughs> like, right. I'm not going to sit through this now. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's funny. And I think, um, I don't know if you notice this about yourself too. I didn't realize, like over the years, my attention span is just shortening. Um, like I really love watching YouTube videos. And more recently, because I've been scrolling through TikTok so much or Instagram reels, I've found it very hard to sit through a, a YouTube video because the second I get bored, I'm, I'm clicking out of it. And it's the, that's like the way we, we use social media now. If you don't grab someone's attention, if, they, uh, if you don't answer the question of why should I care about this or why should I watch this, they're not going to engage with your content. Um, and that's, that's true for any type of video, but especially on social media. Um, so I find that there's like, you know, the multimedia side of what you do is there's so much to consider 
on top of the brand strategy and the brand identity. So you have a you have a lot of work to do with your clients. That being said, what are some projects that you've worked on that have helped you grow the most in your professional career and ambitions? I think projects where I really got to make a difference in my community really helped me grow the most. And those are the projects I do appreciate the most. So for example, I got to work with my city recreating their logos, uh, their seal and their logo. Um, and this was um, this film. This really filled me with joy because Riverdale is a predominantly Latinx community here in Maryland. So being a Latina working on this project was like <laughs> it really meant so much to me because I got to represent my community. Um, besides that, I get to work with women that make a difference in people's lives, like through coaching, educating, consulting. So every project, I learn something new. Um, at the university, I think projects that helped me grow the most uh, have been those where I work directly with students to create mm-hmm. to create a safe space for people of color and minority students. Um, for example, during the pandemic, I produced an Instagram video series that focused on education for our students um, on issues such as representation conversations across differences, um, body and suppression. So the students were really prepared for these discussions and I was really honored to be part of the project. Um, and this, um, this, I think this project meant so much to me because um, we really got to um, give the students a voice and also um, make a safe space for other students. Um, and, and this project, like, it was great. It, like, it brought us a marketing award for best social media series on wow. Hawaii, which is the Association for Off College and University Housing Officers International. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. So it's not only like the the project excites you, but the work is enriching, and then. It ultimately, you know, it pays off because of the impact you're making, but then you also get the extra recognition of, of the 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 awards or the the um, the recognition there. So that's that's really great, and I think that we rely on those projects to help us define further define our why. Because I'm sure after you know working on those really um, impactful projects that have helped you grow, you know the type of client that you want to work for and you want to work partner with. That being said, how do you balance everything? So, cause if you're doing the whole package for your clients, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of consideration you're taking to guide them through all of those steps. At the same time, you're working at the university, you're doing multimedia design there. And then you also have to like live your life as a as a person and engage in your hobbies and and be a you know a wife and and a daughter and everything like that and a friend so how what does your work life balance look like right now sure um non-existence i know <laughs> no um okay let me bring it in <laughs> i laugh a lot so we're gonna be laughing through I this i love okay. that no, me too <laughs> yeah um I only take one or two clients at a time. That's how I manage. I, I feel like I can give the best to my clients once um, with what is more quality mm. when I do that. Um, so it's definitely quality over quantity for me. Um, the university does take a lot of my time and um, it's a lot of work. However, through the years, I think I developed the skills to just know what I'm doing, know what I'm hitting. I think organization is super priority for me. Mm. Like I start my day with checklists and like what I'm doing, why am I doing it? Um, there you go asking why again. <laughs> why again, girl? Like, yeah, this why I exist this day. <laughs> why do I got to do this laundry? Why do I got to... <laughs> Yeah, so I think uh, just staying organized, finding finding a system that works for me. Mm-hmm. That's how um, I manage my workload, um, and I I try to be there for, of course, for my family, for my friends. Sometimes I have to schedule it in in my calendar. Yeah. So I am a very intentional intentional person. 
I it's very rarely that I try to go on the on the whim in things unless I'm going for vacation then um people know once I'm on vacation um do not disturb <laughs> do not talk to me I'm a completely different person I am going and living life your checklists and, are out the window when you're on vacation out the window. I don't know what day it is don't ask me <laughs> but um, yeah for sure I think like I live this very like structured and organized life to yeah the best of my abilities because always sometimes I you know it's life you get curveballs thrown at you and yeah. it's okay you just learn to roll with the punches but um definitely having that um a strong connection with my family like I I still get to talk you know I talk to my my mom my sister my brothers I go to see them I think um staying close to to my loved ones I used to live about 45 to 50 minutes away from my family at some point. And that was hard because wow. I barely got to see them. Yeah. And because of like all of the things that I get to do, like check, 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 you know, it was, it was super hard. So when we bought our home, like I made sure it was intentional. Like, Hey, I want to live close to my family. Even if it just go see their face for like a few minutes and then come back home or they come see me like, that is very important to me. That's awesome. So, so tell me more. Tell me more about your family. Where is your family from? So we're from Bolivia. Okay, your family sounds so great. It's awesome that you're um, you're still connected and very very close to them, even in proximity. Because I know I can't be within an hour of my family. Um, so, what was your experience like coming to the states? So my experience coming to the states was. Um, very uh, eye-opening um we definitely did we definitely had like a culture shift and like like a lifestyle shift like i mentioned before my family was okay before coming here and then when we got here um we found ourselves um being undocumented Mm. so that really shaped a lot of my experience uh, as a latina uh, where i was allowed to be in spaces uh, especially when I was going to school, I went to school when DACA was not existent yet. Mm-hmm. So um, there was definitely a lot of sacrifice for me to go to school. I remember taking a class, uh, my first community college class, which is where I was allowed to go here in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the universities wouldn't really, um, even when I got accepted, they couldn't take me because like I couldn't afford it or like they didn't have a space for undocumented students. So I went to community college first where I got my associates and um, that really, um, that really helped me push through like, um, and like not let that like hold me back. Even when I had to pay a lot more, Um, for example, you had to pay out of state. if you were undocumented, whether you lived in the state or not, like you had to wow. pay out of state. And I remember um, doing my first class in college. And because I, you know, I was an, an, an immigrant, like they placed me under credited English, but they added two extra credits. So the, the English class was five credits. Mm. And I remember that being very, like the most challenging class because it was very, it defined a lot of things for me Sure. because um, once once I got in and then I had to take that class, I um, I was working part time. I remember for um, a gas station and um, I remember sharing this with my with my boss. I was like, hey, I'm very, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I think him seeing my determination, like he gave me like scholarship money <laughs> and he wow. helped me pay he helped me pay because um it might not sound like a lot but I remember that class was like over two thousand dollars paying out of state at a community college for one class. So I remember that was like very hard. So he gave me like half of it and he's like here's the scholarship money and then um the other half you come up with. And I was able, and I was able to do it. So um, that's where things of being intentional are very important to me, 
and like not giving up and pushing through because um and maybe that's also why I'm generous in my business because I I met people that were generous along the way and like when people see your determ- your determination to succeed uh, regardless of what you're going through like a lot of people will step up and help you you'll be surprised how many like how many people will help you when even you don't know yeah that's that's beautiful and you know when you when you have people that believe in you or are going as far as being generous with their with their money and things like that it really helps you stay motivated when things get tough because I'm sure there were moments during the this English class or during your studies or just being in the states where it, it was really hard and you you wanted to give up like those moments are so natural to happen along the course of our journey like this is really hard but then I guess that voice in the back of your head says like no Gabby remember your why remember the people who are who are behind you who are supporting you and and keep pushing forward so that's that's a really beautiful part of your story real quick I got to hear the love story between (laughs) you and your husband please give us the tea on that because I because I remember what I was like at 19 and God bless the person who would ever try to marry me at 19. So I have to know, <laughs> what, what, how did you guys end up there? Um, it was all faith, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I know people don't believe that. They don't believe, like, they, lo- they don't believe in that. But it was, um, if I tell you a story, so funny thing is that the first week that we were here, we came for a party. It was uh, my stepdad's um, parents' 50th anniversary oh wow so we came for that party so it was like i think the next day or like two days after that we arrived mm-hmm. um later on we found out that my husband was actually at that party helping with the dj oh that's so funny and you didn't know each other we never met yeah. we never met and after that um they were friends i guess his family was friends with one of my uncles mm-hmm. So, but I, I didn't know this. I don't know my uncle's friends. Right. <laughs> so, um, for my cousin's quinceañera, like years later, his brother was the chambelan, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he was chambelan for my other cousin. So I know his brother. Yeah. You know, but I never met him. And it turns out that he was at the party, but I never met him. I, I didn't even see him. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, um, one of my best friends started working at the ice rink, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where he worked, that we finally saw each other. And uh, I remember meeting him, and I was just like, oh, okay, hi. You know, like, for me, like, that's how I meet everybody. Like, Right. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But he says that for him, it was really, it was really love at first sight. And oh he goodness. told his co-worker, like, he, he always asked this, this to this co-worker, like, they're friends now. But he, remember when I told you, that's my wife right there. And, oh like, the co-worker God. was, like, I actually have gone to school, like, high school with a co-worker. And he was, like, yeah, whatever. Oh, my gosh. And he said that that day that he met me, that's my wife right there. That's kismet. That's, that's wild. That's And, wild. you know, six months later, you know, we, like, started talking and then we started going out and it was super funny to learn all these things because how things played out like I believe in God but I, I know people believe in you so like God for me it was like it was God's plan really like he couldn't make it any more obvious right <laughs> and I feel like I need that like things to be needs to be obvious and intentional yeah so like it yeah and then we got married um and our wedding wasn't like big or anything. Mm-hmm. I was 19. My parents were obviously super mad. They thought I was pregnant. Everybody thought I was pregnant. You're like, no, I'm just in love. Can that be a thing? Like, <laughs> I just love this guy. Even my best, like my best friends were like weirded out. Like one of them didn't even come to the wedding. Oh no. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, you're going to get divorced soon. I'm not going to do this wedding. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> So here we are, like, 12 years later, right? Oh, my gosh. The rest is history. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And it's um, – well, we were dating. It was so cool because 
I got to see pictures of my family in their albums, you know, because they've been to all these yeah. family parties and I never really met them. That's so funny. It's like you guys have always just been been there, but like missing each other. And then it was, you yeah. know, the right time. And then timing. it was the right time. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. So my my fian- my fiance and I, we have a kind of a similar story. We have this we had the same like childhood best friend, but we uh-huh. never m- met each other until we were at this one party and then we since that that day three years ago we you know we started dating and now we're we're engaged and we're getting married next year but it's just like it's so funny we went to the same we worked at the same gym we went to high schools down the road from each other we um, lived in neighboring towns we had the same best friend and never met each other and it was just, it was just so funny. And it's, it's kiss. He's Jewish. He calls it kismet. It's, uh, it's faith. It's, it's, uh, you know, God's timing. It's like, the, it, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And it's, uh, it's funny. But, um, Joshua, my fiance, he is kind of like I, I'm, I'm the business owner of our best films, right? But he kind of becomes like the de facto chauffeur or the de facto like camera guy. Sometimes does your husband ever step in, um, and help you with your business too? <laughs> All the time. He's my <laughs> is he on the payroll? Because mine is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I go help him out with his stuff. Like, yeah. he helps me. No, my husband is, um, he's great. Like, he steps in. He's like, what do you need? He actually set this one up. So, like, he came in. He was like, no, I want you to have a mic for your uh, interview. Um, and since we moved, we didn't really set it up. But, like, today he set it up. No, he's great. Um, he's my forever model. So when I was learning <laughs> photography, videography, like he was all he was there throughout all of it. Yeah. So like he got to be the person. I remember learning how to do like a three sixty pan around yeah. the person. So I literally took my camera and like ran around <laughs> him <laughs> multiple oh times and I got it right. Yeah, no, he's a he's a champ. <laughs> So he's definitely seen your evolution too, from from where you started to where you are now. That's that's really awesome. Um, so we, you and I met through Hafas Juntas. So how has I guess collaborating with other people or joining communities helped you with your business? Having that network, how has that helped? Yeah, you? I think it helped me tremendously, and I feel like it didn't really come too much before. Like I will do sort of networking, and I tried networking events. Mm-hmm. But I am very bad at it. <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. Like I'm not I'm I'm not very good at networking events, especially those that like it feels like you're timing you, like they're like, You got like one minute data you know yeah. and then here's my business card and you better call me. Like And they're never oh. gonna call. <laughs> what was your name again? And then oh, they're gone. <laughs> I know. But yeah. I mean I with Hefas Juntas I felt like it was different. Um, Mari had um, hosted a challenge, like a social media challenge. And I was like trying to le- um, leverage more my social media account mm-hmm. for my business. I feel like I was passively doing it. And I was, I've been lucky to work with a lot of referral clients. Mm-hmm. So like my, my leads were not really coming from social media. But um, I do a lot of social media for my job. Like we do a lot of campaigns and um Social media is a big part of it because who we're trying to reach Gen Z, you know, the students. So um, I figured like I was trying to translate that into my small business, which is um, is similar. But like there is a lot of difference because higher ed has like way different needs and they serve a whole different community. So like I was in the process of trying to translate that, trying to do my best. I had just learned um, TikTok. So I was like trying that. Like, mm-hmm. I like to try new things. So I was like doing all the things. And then I, um, Mary hosted a challenge and that's how I got to know her. And like, she was very intentional, like with the prompts and what to do. So I really like that about it. And then when I joined the group, like I got to meet so many other Latinas and um, that like meant a lot to me because I really felt like that sense of community that I don't really get to have here in Maryland. Like, um, they yes, they are a lot, a lot of Latinos, but it's very rare that you meet like Latino professionals, sure. or like even nature that like Latinos in marketing or like Latinas in marketing. Like it goes like 
even deeper so when you do get to meet that person like it's just that one you know <laughs> or like yeah. that two like here by like getting to meet all of that community and like even if you you know you're somewhere else like you're in new jersey like yeah. I'm in you know they're in la like even if you're in a different time zone we still have that sense of community and like that was very important to me and i think like that got me to get out of my shell a little more and like learning more about how to use social media for my small business i think that um helped me a lot to meet others and like network with others in like a more genuine way yeah. i think authentic, that right? feels more real to me yeah it, it's so funny you say that that's exactly how i felt and i've told mari this that joining Hevas juntas was the single best thing i've ever done for my business because not like I'm not like gaining clients from it or anything like that. And I haven't even really delved into the social media tips that she's given that are genius. I, I'm moving very slowly <laughs> through that. I'm trying to create in the process, like creating my highlights and doing all that stuff. And she's a genius when it comes to that. But what I valued so much off the bat was that community because it's like I saw myself in, in these other people, in you, in people who are, you know, bold enough to kind of follow their dreams and are actually doing it. There are Latinas in this space and in other industries that are, you know, searching for the same sense of community that I am or are at different stages in their, in their entrepreneurial or creative journeys. And I found that to be so inspiring. It's the whole reason I started this podcast is because I was searching for people I could I could relate to and people that could inspire me and it it kind of started as like a selfish goal of like okay I need to keep myself motivated but I found that this podcast ended up actually motivating and inspiring and encouraging other female filmmakers or females or Latinas in this space so um that sense of community is so important and I never I joined so many programs networking events Things like that. Like I went to this this one networking event. It was for Latinas um, in, in my area. And I was just like so out of my element. Because, um, um, you know, Sp I understand Spanish. Spanish is not my first language. Um, so going into that event, I already felt so insufficient. Right. And so I'm, I'm just I'm literally just like sitting there in the corner. And I spoke to one person who happened to be so sweet. And like that got me through the event. But I was like, yeah, this this style of networking isn't going to work for me. So finding Madi on social media and, you know, seeing what she's been able to build and how she's been able to help other people. Like like you were saying, like allowed me to make genuine connections, especially because at, lot, at a lot of these networking events, you go there with the intention of meeting someone who's going to eventually help you with your business, right? They're either going to be a client, they're either going to refer you. It's going to be that kind of relationship. With Hevas Juntas, you're like just finding some amigas. Like you're just working together, you're you're cheering each other on, and I find that that is the way that I like to connect with people most. It felt most authentic to me, and in turn, it's helped my business because it's kept me motivated and on the right track and I'm you know, I'm learning, I mean, from your Instagram alone, I'm learning about the gaps in my brand strategy and, and things like that. And it's like, um, I don't know, it's just, it's so amazing. And I, I used to undervalue the power of community. And now it's my biggest piece of advice to anyone starting this journey. Find a community that you resonate with and go from there. Exactly that's um very well put <laughs> <laughs> awesome so i'm curious because speaking that you know the joining these communities has been the most successful practice that i've implemented for my business what's been the most successful practice that you've implemented for Tehran media design um there's been two like one is uh joining communities um and joining a good community sure. you know um that's helped me to connect with others, um, let others um, help, you know, people find me, refer me. I think that's that's been great. The second is um, seeking out help, like business coaching. Mm. I finished two coaching programs in the last, uh, I want to say, three months. And that's really put me into perspective into where I want to take my business next. 
uh, in what I was doing and like what was working, what was not working. Because I felt like throughout the years, I done things on my own a lot and being a one person show, like it's like you call all the shots, like these are, right. you know, my decisions. But like, I feel like I, I got to a point where I wanted to grow and I know that um, my why, like I started my business, um, you know, I still wanted to hit that mark and I felt like I wasn't really hitting it. Mm-hmm. So like working with um, a business coach has really helped me out. Um and so I think that's like the best decision I could have taken um, because now I feel like I'm clear on who I'm serving, who I'm like best fit for. Because um, before I will just do, I would just work with um, brick and mortar businesses or service providers. Mm-hmm. So and like, yeah, those projects were fun. And um, I got, you know, of course I got to work with them and have clients, but um digging down on my own why you know i help people with finding their why but sometimes it's hard like to really take it upon yourself sure so i think that like taking my own advice and like seeking out a professional yeah. like to help me like really 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 helped me out in the, this last three months i feel like i learned so much and it would have taken me probably like years to learn Right. That's awesome. Is that why you ended up um, re- redesigning your website? Yes, ma'am. And relaunching? <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's straightforward. It's sleek. It um, it just it pops out of the page. Like it's it's really, really nicely done. Um, did Thank So you. what was that process like? Just curious of redesigning your website. Did you do a lot of the stuff yourself? Yeah. So I got to uh, do that. Um, all on myself and it was like it was challenging but I feel like it was a challenge I set for myself Um, I initially I initially wanted to um, just have like a one pager so to be like brief concise but then like it moved on like to like a multiple page site which Mm -hmm. which it is now and I think it's more um, it's more developed and like more informational um yeah like I think putting it together and like finding myself (laughs) my true self at the same time was like a a little bit challenging but I definitely got help from my business coach uh, on the messaging on um where I was placing things you know being strategic um so it was I I couldn't say that probably yeah I like Technically, I did it by myself, but mm-hmm. I definitely have um, had help, like a second, second, and sometimes third pair of eyes to look sure. at it and like help me out. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I might, uh, I might eventually think about a business coach because I uh, sometimes when I thought about business coaches, I'm like, can I just like do some journaling and figure it out myself? But it's like the expertise that someone else comes with and can give you different perspectives. Sometimes like when you're too close to it, like you were saying, it's hard to kind of do those reflection exercises. Having somebody else to kind of bounce ideas off of and provide their insight um, is really helpful. So what is the biggest challenge you're facing in your business right now and how are you solving it? I think my um, biggest challenge right now, and I think it's um, a matter of time really, mm-hmm. um, is taking my new ideal client and um, just honing into honing into that and creating content for them. So mm-hmm. before it was like a little bit or more, a more general approach on my social media, but now I'm actually gonna try to be more intentional into um, you know sharing information like in like being myself by like doing that for my ideal client specifically. Yeah, that's amazing. I um I think that you know there's there's so many facets of of business and uh being you know making it easy for people to find you and for people to know like hey, I'm a I'm a business coach. I want to work with Gabby or I'm a, a consultant. I want to work with Gabby. Making it really clear for for them like I specialize in this. I'm making this content for you. I can help you specifically is really helpful. And I guess like the endless amounts of, of brand design accounts or multimedia accounts. So honing in on, um, 
on who you're helping and who you're serving is really important. Um, so there are just some, we can give some shout outs. Um, definitely Madi from, from Latinx marketing is a great resource to have. Um, I don't know if there's any other headphones you want to, um, shout out in the multimedia space in the video space or anybody else who's kind of helped you along your way that you want to give some props to. I definitely want to give a shout out to my business coach, Sara Salaveria. She, um, She's definitely taking me through roads, like some hard roads, but um, she's giving me a lot of clarity, like on my business. I want to give a shout out to Gigi from One Six Creative, um, who's my branding coach. She's amazing. And like, I thought I knew about branding and then I took her course and I'm just like, you know, I was amazed and I was very thankful of everything I learned because now I get to serve my clients in like a more um, holistic way. That's amazing. I love that. So Gabby, do you have any exciting projects you have coming up? Anything we can keep an eye out for? Um, yeah, keep an eye, uh, keep an eye out for the growing social media channels. Like if you, or if, you know, you know, somebody like a coach that needs branding, um, branding themselves or branding their course, like definitely <laughs> point in my direction. Amazing. Um, Gabby, what is one thing about your story that you want people to remember to take away from this episode? I don't want to sound cliche, but probably not giving up and being intentional about what you want. Mm. I think that's, um, that's really number one. And um, if you really want something, go for it. Um, don't don't let like don't let things hold you back. Um, maybe take a little pause, but then keep going. Mm. Especially if you're um, opening a business or like you have a business. Like I know that there's a lot of a, a lot of roadblocks that come along with, it, and then sometimes it's disappointing. But if you really if you really really want it, then um, just keep going and seek community. Mm, I love that. And especially that, that intentionality part is going to help you, um, check in with yourself almost and every step of the way and say like, am I, am I really still interested in this? Is this be staying true to my why? Um, it's asking yourself why at every step of the, the way it's, it's Gabby's favorite question. We're going to get it printed on a t-shirt. It's going to be a hashtag. <laughs> So, Gabby, where can the viewers and listeners of this podcast find you? Well, you can find me anywhere at Tehran Media Design. That is T-E-R-A-N Media Design. I am on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and um, also on my website, Tehran Media Design. Wonderful. Gabby, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy that we we got to talk more in depth today. This has been the longest podcast episode to date. Um, I can't wait to continue to to support you and cheer you on and hopefully get together in person one day just to chat. Um, it's been awesome having you on again. Thank you so much for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you, Cal. It's been awesome. Great. All right, y'all. As always, thanks so much for listening and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye.